Hi, I'm Dan Boyd. I'm Kimmy Zeiler. St. Ignatius of Loyola said, Out of gratitude and love for him, Jesus Christ, we should desire to be reckoned fools. We're seeking to discover Christ in everything, from the banal to the sublime, and this is Fools, fools for, for Christ. Christ. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. We hope you are all doing great, and happy week of Thanksgiving. Happy week of Thanksgiving. So today, we are going to discuss... 11 things that we are thankful for on Thanksgiving. Why 11, you may ask? Because we're in the 11th month of the year. And lists of 10 are so common. I feel like everybody always <laughs> does that. Um, and we have 11 things to be thankful for. We do, so, yeah. Therefore. It should be, yeah. Why Why cut it short? <laughs> it's a prime number, too. I feel like prime numbers are slightly underrepresented in, in list making. It's true. At least 11, because everybody always goes to like 3, 5, 7 kind of thing. Yes. Um, should we jump right in? <laughs> that was very deep, Dan. Oh. <laughs> Prime numbers are overrated. Yeah, let's jump in. So, uh, number one, things that we're thankful for this Thanksgiving season, um, the increase of family time. Yes. Being with loved ones, everyone seems to understand that that's important during this time, and uh, they make the time to spend with family and with loved ones. Right. We, I think we... This is one of the, those few times that Americans do a really good job of lingering and mm. having carefree timelessness. And we're okay not being busy and not being productive and just getting stuff done. Or, I mean, just, just relaxing, not just getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love. That's one of my favorite things about it. Because um, I think that might be because I, I have a tendency to be lazy. So it's an excuse to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, with family, like, I... I know I have um, several families that we always have to figure out which family we're going to be with when during the holidays. Yeah. And so Thanksgiving is always a question of which family are we going to visit? What family are we going to spend Thanksgiving with? And so for me, I always think of Thanksgiving as um, as a time spent for family and visiting family and being with right. um, a different family. So it's like you, you intend very intentionally make a gift of your time for others. Yeah, I guess so. I like it. So do yeah. you see all of those groups, like all the different family we units? We try to between Thanksgiving to New Year's. Okay, gotcha. Um, so it's my dad's family, my mom's family, my biological mom's family. Okay. <laughs> and then while I was younger, it was even um, another family who helped raise me during the time that my mom was. Gotcha. Um, during the time before my dad remarried. Okay, gotcha. So, um, yeah, yeah, we tend to try to hit <laughs> all the different family groups and spend good time with them. So Thanksgiving is kind of the start of that for me. It's the signal of family time. Yeah, nice. That's cool. I like the way you said it. It's the signal of family time. That's a. I mean, it is this this long season of being with those you love and being with those who are, uh, who are most dear to you. Mm-hmm. Like and that. then there was the rise of Friendsgiving, you know, when you're not with family members having friends over and making sure that you spend time with friends as well during Thanksgiving. And so that's the, the loved ones piece too. That's actually new to me. Like, I think I heard that term for the first time this week, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I, was, I had never really heard it or never paid attention to it before. 
Um, and a coworker of mine just kind of mentioned casually offhand, yeah, I'm going to the Friendsgiving. Because uh, we were actually trying to come up with like a gag vegetable dish that he could bring. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I love, yeah, I love the idea. Because um, especially for for young people who may have moved to a city recently, if mm-hmm. they settle down after going to college out of town, you don't have family. I remember I spent two years in Boston and I didn't have family. Mm-hmm. And I, we spent our first Thanksgiving alone. And after having spent like 25 Thanksgivings with loved ones, it was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a good tradition. Yes. The, the gag vegetable was actually, um, it was a, a play on caprese salad, but instead of just mozzarella, so you use ball mozzarella and cherry tomatoes, olive oil, and basil strips. Yeah. Um, you peel radishes. Oh, no. So it's just like a, a white ball, and oh you mix it gosh. in. And it's, it is wonderfully funny to see people scoop up a radish and think that it's a soft <laughs> mozzarella ball as they bite into it. It's very, like, the looks on their face are, are worth a million dollars. Wait, They're so good. is your coworker doing this, literally? No, for... he decided not to. Oh but I've goodness. done it before. And it's just to watch people. I mean, people, not that this was my intention, um, they thought that the mozzarella cheese had gone very bad for it to have that kind of crunch. Um, so it's great to watch. But it's, it actually tastes good I mean, if you like radishes. So it works pretty well. That's really funny. So the next thing we are thankful for is the American religious tradition. And really in that from our country's earliest founding, the uh, one of our, our greatest motivations for coming to this new continent or new mm-hmm. for the Europeans was the ability to practice their religion as they, as they wanted to. Yes. So freedom of worship, freedom of, um, of religious devotion. And that's still one of the greatest traditions mm-hmm. that we have because it allows us to, in an unhindered way, uh, live out our faith. I think there's so many things that we don't, uh, we never even stop to think about, like the fact that churches are tax exempt um, mm-hmm. yeah. and what that allows churches and schools to do um, in not having to, to pay taxes on, you know, the, the collection of the donations and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine there's plenty of places where that's not the case. Yeah. So I'm glad that that was just what our country was built on. So um, I'm even more grateful that Christianity is woven into the fabric of the American tapestry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's it's native to celebrate in a Christian way. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it's good to remember that as we're celebrating Thanksgiving, that, um, that this really was a... This really is a time to celebrate that. Yeah. That uh, desire for expressing our faith freely. Mm -hmm. Because, like, we take it, again, another thing we take for granted. Like, I don't have to worry about people shutting my celebration down or saying, no, you are not able to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have to worry about um, the people ruling the neighboring town coming in and taking over my church. Right. And not allowing me to go in there anymore. Yeah. You know, that's very real. Yeah. Is it, I mean, it's a reality <laughs> for people today, let alone like historically going yeah, back. Yeah. Um, so next, uh, we, we are thankful that everyone comes together to make the holidays happen. Yeah. Like the camaraderie of uh, 
I'll bring the green beans and right. you bring the, I'm not going to trust you with the mozzarella. Oh, and yeah. Tomato, <laughs> the you bring salad. the caprese trick salad. Um, <laughs> it is, no, that's funny. Some, it, uh, in, yeah, in a very beautiful way, everybody recognizes their, their, both their need and their desire to contribute mm-hmm. to other people's happiness and joy. And that's yeah. really fun. Um, it's just the, the generosity and the sense of, of concern and care for one another. Mm-hmm. Is, is refreshing. Yeah. Um, and it's funny also at the same time how it becomes a bit of a, almost like a pecking order of like, okay, <laughs> we trust you enough to let you make this, but not that. <laughs> like, okay, uh, you know, Uncle Bob, why don't you go to the store and buy bread? But like that's, that's the thing about you trust <laughs> you Uncle Bob. Yeah. But I mean, if, you, if you're like, you get to bring the pumpkin pie. Oh. Then, I mean, you're like a lot of trust is placed in your hands. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And to whom much is given, much, <laughs> much is expected. <laughs> um, with great power comes great responsibility, Peter. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> Kind of indirect pumpkin reference there, if you know the nursery rhyme too. Um, Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. <laughs> You've never heard that one? No, I think I have. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. Had a wife. Had a wife and couldn't. I think I was. I Keep think we her. did nursery. Oh my goodness, this is he taking me back. put her in a back. pumpkin shell in there and kept her very well. I'm pretty sure we did nursery rhymes like a play when I was in like kindergarten, yeah. and I was Peter's wife in the play. You may have tried to suppress that song now. That's <laughs> like this just, just imagining back it, yeah, memories. slightly traumatic sounding. Um, All right, but moving on. Yeah. What's our next one, Dan? The importance in our, especially in our society, of national holidays for like how we recognize it's good for the person mm-hmm. to rest. It's good for a family to be together. Yeah. And this is, we, we have a really work centric culture. Mm-hmm. We love production. We love making and doing and contributing. And this is one of the few times where I think we do a really good job of saying, no, we're not doing anything. We're resting. We're taking a day off. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, I remember working at a couple of places and I was shocked that, I think I had one that had to work on the 4th of July, mm. um, which I, I, to be honest, I was offended by it. Um, and another, I, I was expected to work the day after Thanksgiving. And to me, that was always like, no, this is family time. Cause yeah. my dad always had off work the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, again, it was offensive to me that I, I had to go back to work. Um, but when, again, this is that one of those few times when as a culture, we say, no, it is more important to to rest and to celebrate and relax. And I think it's, even if people don't think of this explicitly, there are some things we do for their own sake. Yeah. And there's other things we do for the sake of some other thing. Mm-hmm. Work is in the second category. Yeah. We work for other things. And I think but we recognize very quickly the things that we do for their own sake are always more important than the things that we do for the sake of other things. Um, we, we make money not because we can eat money, but because we can use it to buy things to eat or to buy the things we really want to be with. Um, and I think a holiday is that we don't, do, we don't celebrate a holiday. We don't take a break for any other reason than just celebrating and taking a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, uh, to me, it reminds me a lot of the Mass um, and really faith in, in, in general. Like it, Faith is something, like relationship with God is something done for its own sake. 
and mm. not for another purpose. Mm. Well, and you talking reminds me of just the whole idea of the Sabbath day, that time set aside um, to give to God. Yeah. And uh, we have Jubilee years in the Catholic faith, a, a year set aside. We're going into the Jubilee year, the Eucharist for our diocese. It's a, a year to celebrate yeah. the history of the diocese and embrace the Eucharist more fully, right? So it's uh, a holiday in and of itself, right. for itself. Yeah, and you can't, I mean, you can't celebrate without taking a step back from work. Um, they're almost, they're incongruent. They don't work together. Like you couldn't celebrate Thanksgiving and be working at the same time, mm-hmm. I, would, I would say. I mean, yeah. like policeman, for instance, has to work and can still be grateful. Um, but th- he would prefer to be at home with his family celebrating. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like you're celebrating Thanksgiving right. when you're at work. Yeah. Yeah. So the next thing we're thankful for, Kimmy, is? The idea of abundance. Yes. So we're... Abundance, I think, is so important to recognize um, because of the value it has. Uh, it's something we need to use responsibly. Right. Of course. But um, there's a certain value to abundance. Um, I, <laughs> saying that, I'm reminded of a quote from Pope Benedict XVI. Um, I'm going to paraphrase it here, but only the lover understands that excess alone is sufficient. So excess being like hearing someone say, I love you, um, the very practical, non-excessive way mm-hmm. <laughs> would be to just say it once. Right. Right. But only the lover understands. I need to hear it excessively, repetitively over and over and over again in order for that to feel sufficient. Yeah. And like write it in flowers in a field that sprouts six months later and fly it on a banner behind a plane. I mean, that's what people go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And they don't, nobody questions the the logic of it mm-hmm. because the the lover understands the, like the reason for excess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in, in Thanksgiving, we recognize and give thanks for the abundance that we have, which is in that we have to recognize um, where it comes from which is our loving father. He mm-hmm. gives us what we need. Uh, and I, I love what you said at the beginning of the point we like abundance is, is at the same time a reminder to use responsibly and to share, to be a steward mm-hmm. and to, uh, to give to others who don't have as much as we do. And that, that, that's one of the, I think the countercultural ways of celebrating Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and that we are, I mean, it's sometimes very, was like duped into this consumerist mentality, both in the meal and then now this whole list of, of festivities that surrounds the day itself, and that we are either uh, we're either encouraged to um, to kind of gorge ourselves and I would say like almost a, abuse the gift of food and the goodness of food, and uh, almost make a little make too light of the fact that we have so much food um, to the point where we. Yeah. Uh, like I remember my wife worked with a gentleman who was from, it was born in a, a, a developing nation hmm. where they didn't have abundance. They didn't have excess. And he, even though he'd become an American citizen and, and recognized the, the goodness of giving thanks, had a very hard time celebrating Thanksgiving hmm. because he, like, he saw it as such a, a waste. Hmm. Um, 
but at the same time, it can be used very well. Uh, for instance, Bishop Moore, the school I work at, yeah. just asked uh, people to donate cans. And so we collected 5,000 cans. And the Wonderful. fact that, you know, a school of over just over a thousand people can collect 5,000 cans, that's probably 500 families worth of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, the real beauty of abundance is others get to eat, mm-hmm. um, not just those who, who have. Those who have not all of a sudden get the overflow. And it's tied with the, I mean, when we have abundance, what follows is generosity. Right. And that's you know, virtuous living. That's just, um, God is so generous with us recognizing that and that super abundance and then being generous in turn to others. And the, so kind of that, along that same vein, the next thing we're thankful for is the, the greater awareness and almost like a greater desire to give back and serve around Thanksgiving and around Christmas. Um, and that people, I think they're, we just become more aware of others who don't have as much as we have. And so are, are then happier and more willing to give and to serve, which I really like. Yes. Yes. And you, you hear so many people, it's, it's always surprising to me how many people take time over their Thanksgiving weekend, their Thanksgiving holiday to go give back to others and spend their time, uh, at a soup kitchen or, um, donating, canned goods for Thanksgiving meals for the poor or right. in whatever way they can. I would say that's, I'm going to, I'm going to place a challenge on myself actually. And so next time we, we check in, um, I'd like you to ask me about it if you remember. Uh, and that's that I want sometime either Thursday, Friday or Saturday, I want to spend time serving others, uh, mm. on, uh, on that Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. With that in mind, in case you, we have some ideas, we do, yeah. And I'll tell you which one I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do. But the first one, <laughs> so if you live in Orlando, yes. um, you could uh, volunteer if you're looking for a place to volunteer at Catholic Charities Food Pantry. They just got a donation of 5,000 cans. <laughs> so they need some help sorting yeah, it. Yeah, they do. They got to sort it and they got to put it on the shelves. Mm-hmm. So if you are free and want to help other people a little bit, give the Catholic Charities Food Pantry a call. And let them know that you would like to volunteer. Yeah. Um, we also have downtown Orlando. There's a, a group, the Christian Service Center. And uh, their partner churches, some of their partner churches are, are Catholic right. churches. I, I don't think they are a Catholic organization, but um, they partner with us on many things. But they have a soup kitchen called Daily Bread. And it's open Monday through Friday from uh, at, during the noon hour. And on Sunday from 11 to 12. And so that would be a fantastic time to go and help actually serve meals yeah. to the poor. And actually make a connection with them. So you don't, you're, you're not giving from afar, you're giving from up close, mm-hmm. which is, I think for everybody, a much more uh, rich and rewarding experience because then uh, you can look into the eyes and, and become friends with uh, that man or woman who is, is eager for food. And probably eager for a conversation, too. Yeah, absolutely. So you can give in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. And the last one is to make what I've heard called and I call homeless bags. And these are simply Ziploc bags that are full of non-perishable items or toiletries, things that people might need. And so I keep them in my car 
Mm-hmm. And if I stop, let's say, it's always usually at an exit ramp or, or something mm-hmm. getting off of the interstate. Um, I can just quickly grab one and hold it out the window so that these men or women can grab it. And uh, some of the things you could put in there are, it would be like granola bar, fruit cup, fruit snacks. Peanut water, butter crackers. Peanut, yeah, those are great because they don't, they don't go bad and they're always good. A little bit of protein. Um, socks, undergarments. Just general hygiene, toiletries, that kind of thing. Anything that, that you know you would want. Just look under your, your bathroom sink and everything that's there, you know, the cleaning products, um, <laughs> they would probably love to have. Yes. Um, or so, you can also throw in a gift card to yeah. Publix or McDonald's mm-hmm. or something like that too Yeah. to help them get the food that they would like to get or the, the things that they would need to get. Yeah, a granola bar is great, but there's something about a hot meal that's, mm-hmm. that's special. Um, I think I'm going to do that last one and yeah. I will do, I'll, I'll get some gift cards either, maybe for them to get coffee, either a hot meal or coffee. You know what? It's been a while since I've had an actual packet of, um, homeless bags in my car. I usually just have a stash of granola bars or something to hand out, mm-hmm. but I've been wanting to, for a long time, create little bags like you're talking about. Yeah. So I think I might take time to actually create a set of bags for myself okay. to be able to hand out. Cool. So I'll join you on that challenge. Sounds good. I get. So moving on. The next thing we are thankful for is hospitality. So what do you what do you mean by that, Kimmy? So Thanksgiving, uh, we put such an emphasis on the beauty of hospitality, and that's a beautiful trait yeah. and a beautiful um, way of living your life. It's so necessary. <laughs> and so it's it's so neat that the, uh, we have such emphasis on that during the holiday season. So, you know, there's always that one person that's hosting. <laughs> and they're, um, it's almost like they're, I don't want to say put on a pedestal, but they're so, uh, we're so thankful for yeah. that person mm-hmm. for hosting us, for having a clean place for us to gather. Yeah. For preparing a beautiful, you know, centerpiece and having everything set up just right and knowing who's bringing what and when people are arriving and who's going to help me put the chair, extra chairs out. You know, there are so many logistics that they've covered for you. Right. Um, and that spirit of hospitality of just being so open to welcoming others is something that we need to work on as a church mm-hmm. always yeah <laughs> ever anew need to work on welcoming people into our our homes you know the church home um and opening our doors to whoever walks in and it's so beautiful that this time we we recognize the beauty and the goodness of hospitality during the holiday seasons i that might be my favorite one so far just the i mean the reminder of how good it is to make people feel welcome and to provide for those. I mean, it's, it's not like a need necessarily on the level of, of food, but it's a, I mean, it seems like a very human need to just make people feel welcome and comfortable. Mm. Um, and one that, that I think in particular is related to the feminine genius. Like I was joking with a friend today. I could, like if it were left up to me and nobody reminded me, I would probably never decorate anything. Um, <laughs> and I like decorations, but I'm, usually not going to think about how to how to get them mm-hmm. and put them up um, so I always appreciate that that elegant touch whoever it comes from but it seems to come predominantly from from women yeah 
So the next one is just the the ritual of Thanksgiving. Mm. And I mean, there's things that, that the biggest thing um, I'd say is prayer. I think just things that are expected that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's what people don't always pray before their meals, but before Thanksgiving, I mean, it's it's weird to not pray for some people, mm-hmm. even though I think as, as you, as you pointed out earlier, that's, uh, like they might not normally pray, but to them to not pray on Thanksgiving, um, would be to break that ritual, break that rubric of mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. And so it is a, just a good reminder because people act like they stop to think, what am I thankful for? And then if you're thankful, you have to think who you are thankful to. Mm-hmm. And that's God because mm-hmm. uh, he's provided. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm, I can't be the only one with this kind of story, but uh, my non-Christian family who, you know, of course they don't normally pray before meals, but come Thanksgiving, they ask someone to lead in prayer. Yeah. And uh, I think that's just... A beautiful moment. Yeah. No, I, I love it. Yeah. That there's an emphasis there. It's kind of it was similar to the idea that I mean, there's people who only go to church on Christmas and Easter. Um, I'm glad they're going on those days. Yeah. Just, they, yeah. There's something built into them. They recognize this is an important day to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one is is similar, um, but that's that the the ritual and the rubric of Thanksgiving is kind of pseudo liturgical, and it's I would say it's very similar to the Eucharist in both its function. That if increasing unity, I mean, it's it, not, the function of the Eucharist. Yeah, is yeah. unity with yeah. Christ. Um, and th- when I would say all meals, when they're done well, increase unity. And Thanksgiving is one of the mm-hmm. best at that because we we do all of the other things that are. I mean, the Eucharist takes place on the Sabbath, mm-hmm. and so you're resting and you're setting aside time. Mm-hmm. And Thanksgiving is like that, um, and it's just a reminder, just like the the Eucharist, to be thankful. So at the, I mean, Thanksgiving we give thanks for many, many things. And at the Mass, we give thanks for this great work of redemption. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, we see divine providence in that. Yeah. That he has provided us, well, in the Eucharist, is supernatural grace. Mm-hmm. But um, this gift of unity, of, um, of being drawn into union with those that we love. Yeah. Through this meal. Um the act of eating can actually be seen as a recognition of God providing for us. Yeah, no, I, that's a, that's really well put. I like that. And that it's, um, I think if you do it reflectively, the, I mean, it's um, to eat is to say to God, thank you for what you've given me. Like I recognize this is like you made this for me so that I might have life and have it to the full. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, on a day where we have great food, really rich food, we kind of that, that idea of have life and have it to the full is made a little bit more clear, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you have a story you wanted to share? I did. There? Yeah. So the um, the verse that always comes to mind when I, when I started thinking about God's providence is Matthew six twenty six. Consider the birds of the air, how they neither mm. sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yeah. yet even they have sufficient food. Uh, you know, something I'll paraphrase, but will not the Father also provide for you? Mm-hmm. And that was actually the verse that I, I first thought of when I was holding my, my little girl, my newly adopted daughter, 
the first the day she was born, we first met her, and I'm holding her, feeding her, and I'm thinking, wow, the Lord made all of these things happen so that this little girl would have food right now. How much am I not seeing that he's done to provide for me the mm. same way? Uh, so I, I love that verse. I mean, mm. uh, God, the good providential father, is so apparent in, in that verse. Mm. It's one of my favorites. That's beautiful. Thanks. Uh, another thing we're thankful for is the spirit of reconciliation. So taking all of those things that we've already talked about, um, they kind of lend themselves to this reconciling with others. So that being drawn into community through the meal, um, the camaraderie that's happening, the yeah. being with your loved ones. The service and the time. and Yeah, they all lend themselves to... Uh, naturally bringing the family together. Yeah, and that's, it's one of those few times you might see that relative, um, that family member that you have a little bit of tension with. Um, and that, I mean, it's another thing, you, it's easier to forgive people when you see the face and you recognize mm. this is a child of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes we, we can, we miss that um, when we don't have face-to-face contact. Yes. So the final thing on our list that we are thankful for is just the meaning of Thanksgiving. Remember <laughs> to to give thanks and be grateful for everything we have. Um, and that's really what the, the day is all about. Yes. And what a gift that we have a whole holiday focused on that. Yeah. That is a, it's a, one of the ways in which the gospel has uh, redeemed culture. Just really, like <laughs> take a day, give thanks. Yeah. So. Well, we hope that you are able to give thanks with family and friends and loved ones. You have a wonderful day and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll see you next week or talk to you next week. Yeah.